1: What do you do when you realize you and your partner of 13 years have nothing in common anymore? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my girlfriend's, 40-year-old female, parents live with us. I, 38-year-old male, can't move our relationship, 2 years, forward. My girlfriend is 40 and is a working professional. She works most days, so I don't see her except sometimes in the morning and after the sun goes down. Ever since I've known her, her parents live with her. I ended up moving in, assuming they would eventually get their own place two years in they have not i discussed this with her and she feels a lot differently about it than i do she loves them living with her they sold their home during COVID and seem to have no plans on getting another home they don't pay rent but cook and buy food her dad does projects outside that i don't care about and i could do i have resentment over it since they've interfered with our relationship just by constantly being here we've argued a lot about this and her solution is to buy a bigger house for all of us I don't want that. She also suggested buying another house and giving this one to her parents. I know she has debts, so I asked, where is all this money coming from? She hasn't been able to come up with any workable solutions and I'm getting tired of this situation. I told her we won't get married until this happens. She has said that they told her privately that they would move out once we got engaged, but I don't believe it and want them gone sooner. I guess I'd feel differently if they were paying rent, but they pay nothing while my portion is $2,500 a month. Her parents are nice and I get along with them good. Her mom cooks and her dad is pleasant. I just want more privacy and to feel more independent. I feel like a child when they're here usually. Her mom scolds me and tries offering advice to me constantly as if I'm not an adult. I deal more with her parents than she does and I work from home. Well, to be honest, this sounds like a conversation that probably should have happened before OP even moved in. Communication, obviously, is the key here. If you don't want to live with them, but there are no other workable solutions, is it a deal breaker for OP? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, should I tell my wife to get a friend with benefits? My 35-year-old male and my wife, 35-year-old female, have been together for seven years and married for five. I was in a car accident three years ago and became paralyzed from the waist down. With this, I also cannot get it up. My wife has been with me through the whole thing and has been really great. I can tell she is getting sexually frustrated though. She says that she misses it and things like that. Should I tell her that it's okay to get a friends with benefits to help her feel better? I don't really want to think about her with another guy, but I don't want her to spend the rest of her life unfulfilled physically either. I mean, I feel like there are still ways that OP can be involved that in theory should probably be able to please them in that way. I would just hope in a situation like this that the end-all be-all wouldn't be that they just have to run off and find somebody else and that there's workable workarounds that are satisfying enough. Our next story is, my 33-year-old male, boyfriend, 34-year-old male, is upset with me for suggesting he might be paranoid about his allergies. My 33-year-old male, boyfriend, 34-year-old male of two years, FYI, we're a gay couple in case you didn't notice, told me soon after we met that he has a serious shellfish allergy, which was diagnosed when he was still a teenager after he ended up in the hospital for having some shrimp. The doctor at the time ran some tests and told him he has the most serious type of allergy, I don't know the medical lingo, and that even eating salmon sushi that was cut with the same knife used on shellfish can lead to a reaction. That's a minor inconvenience when we go out to eat. We must always check with the kitchen if they're taking the proper precautions. However, there were some instances where we later found out he ate something that had shellfish, as in the sauce of a dish, and had no allergic reaction at all. So I suggested he should go to the doctor once again because maybe he should get a second opinion. Maybe his diagnosis has changed over the years. Maybe the first doctor was being too alarmist and his allergy is only triggered by something specific. Either way, he could be paranoid over something that's not that serious. To my surprise, he acted as if I wasn't taking his allergy seriously because I made this suggestion. I told him I believe he indeed had an allergic reaction in the past, but we have enough evidence now to conclude that he might be misinformed and he maybe shouldn't be so paranoid all the time. That was apparently the wrong choice of words on my part. He now thinks I'm not taking his allergies seriously and that the only reason I'm making this suggestion is because I'm bothered by how this limits our choices of restaurants. Was it inappropriate on my part to even bring this up? Is there any other way to approach this with him and not make it seem like I'm being dismissive of his concerns? I really don't think OP did anything wrong in this situation. If he ate something that did contain shellfish and there was no real reaction, then yeah, it doesn't hurt to get a second opinion and try to understand whether or not this is like a life-threatening condition still or if it is something that maybe has lightened up for him. I mean, maybe the only place you could say OP maybe went wrong is just the phrasing, saying something like, oh, well, maybe you're being paranoid over something that actually isn't such a big deal, which could be interpreted as kind of putting down what he's going through or not really believing him to begin with. Our next story is, my female 30, son's dad, male 32, canceled his birthday because he will not do anything he perceives as beneficial to me. We've been co-parenting under a custody agreement since my son was five and have never had the best relationship. It has improved, but it's still quick to unravel. We live in different states, which helps. I'll call my son's dad Adam. Our son was supposed to spend his first ever birthday with Adam this year. He is turning 11. Adam and I worked it out a few weeks ago that our son would stay with him that weekend, plus some extra days to include his actual birthday day. Thursday through Sunday, I had travel plans to celebrate with another member of my family, who I don't usually get to celebrate with, because her and my son have the same birthday. But Adam texted this morning and canceled everything, saying he has National Guard drill this weekend. I asked if Adam could ask his parents, who he lives with to keep our son, since he's unavailable, and so he could still spend his birthday with his paternal family. Adam said he could ask his parents to help, but the only people that benefits is you and my parents, and it does not benefit him or our son in any way. Forget trying to explain how much of an oversight that is because he's so defensive, he will just focus on attacking me and it will go unheard. My therapist recommended something called grey rocking for my own sanity, so I just say okay. That's not a problem, I just thought it would be nice. A few hours later I get another text from Adam saying that his parents will be providing childcare after all. I can't help but think he reconsidered because his decision wasn't having the desired effect on me. This is a recurring theme. He refused to pay child support for years until the government garnished his wages. He told me once he would not file his taxes because any refund he got would just be given to me for back child support anyway. He's so nonchalant about it, like it's a given. What am I supposed to do here? I grew up not knowing my father and I've always valued having Adam in our kid's life, even if he couldn't show up the way I thought he should. But now he's doing less than that. and not even being a good example because he can't provide a stable home income etc cheats on every girlfriend he has lacks accountability lies constantly and refuses to take responsibility for any of it my questions would be one does adam actually want to be in this kid's life do they enjoy being in their son's life and want their kid around my second question would be is having a bad dad in your life better than having no dad at all Either way, I do think grey rocking him permanently is the best thing forward, don't give them any emotion to try to pivot off of, and I hope for the kids sake that Adam actually shows interest and wants to be in that kid's life. This next story is, my 17 year old female, little brother, 14 year old male, is starving himself. How do I fix this? My little brother has always had issues, he's an extremely shy boy and didn't have any friends for most of his life. Despite that, he's very sweet and was very cheerful. He's a great artist and storyteller and loved showing off his artwork and telling stories to me and we don't fight much because he mostly just does whatever I say. Even if it's something that matters to him. The last year and a half though, things have gotten worse and it's starting to scare me. He's basically stopped drawing and coming to me with stories. He spends like all of his time in his room and refuses to come with the rest of the family when we're going somewhere fun because he's busy or tired and he just seems like there's a grey cloud hanging over him. Like, a lot more than just, he's not an excitable, happy kid anymore. My mom says that he's just a teenager going through teenager things, but I really don't think so. The part I'm here about today is his eating. He hasn't grown much at all and has actually gotten thinner. I didn't realize how bad it was until he started high school this year, and I saw how frail and young-looking he is compared to other ninth graders. Seeing him next to the others took it from not great to really concerning to me. My mom says that according to his doctor, he's underweight but otherwise healthy. She started packing him lunches again. He'd been packing his own for years at that point, and otherwise nothing changed. My parents are very busy and pretty clueless about our lives. Today, I saw him throwing out his lunch and made him buy a new one from the cafeteria and eat it. While we were there, I asked him a few times and threatened to tell mom about something bad he did. And he admitted that most days he just eats supper and a few snacks because he's not hungry. And eating more than he feels like makes his stomach hurt. It isn't a body image thing. He hates how weak he is and how badly he performs in gym class. He's just almost never hungry, especially when he's sad or stressed out. He only forces down dinner because he'd rather be sick to his stomach than deal with our parents asking questions. I yelled at him and made him promise me to eat lunch from now on. What do I do? I think he'll obey me. He always obeys me. But that won't make him healthy, it'll just make him not malnourished. How do I get our parents to get him to a doctor and find out what's going on with him? Because he was probably starving himself to begin with because he's either sick or emotionally unwell and food alone won't fix that. Definitely sounds like they're going through some things. I would just say try not to make it worse on him, because he's already clearly going through some things. When things come to light, such as him not eating his lunch every day, treating it with such negativity and yelling at him is not going to likely increase the chances that he's going to open up to you, and if anything, is probably going to make him want to hide it even more. If professional help isn't a real option, just in general, trying to look out for him, letting him know that you are there and you want to support him, maybe trying to engage with him and do some things with him might go a long way. Our next story is, I, 32-year-old male, feel trapped in a relationship with my disabled partner, 38-year-old female, who doesn't work. We've been together for almost 5 years, and all that time they have never had a job. We've had massive fights in the past about it, and even recently as a month ago, because we live in really bad poverty. It's become common for our water to get shut off a few days per month because we are constantly behind on the bills. We struggle with food, our washing machine, oven, but not stove, and TV is broke. My car is falling apart and has a broken headlight and mirror and needs repairs. Since January, I've been working two jobs. At first, I was optimistic that I would be able to save up money, but I just don't think I can support two people, even working two jobs. And it would be one thing if they helped out in other ways, but I'm expected to cook and clean as well as work. The house is filthy. It's super roach infested. They don't do anything but sit on a couch all day and play Overwatch. When I worked one job, I managed to keep up with cooking and cleaning, but I find it almost impossible working two jobs, which leads me to spend a lot of money on stuff like fast food which eats away at the extra money I would get from working two jobs because I'm simply too tired to cook. I feel resentful because there are disability-friendly jobs they could look into, but bringing that up is 100% guaranteed to cause a massive fight with screaming and them accusing me of being ableist. Sometimes it feels like they use the term ableist like a battering ram to end any discussion that might make them slightly uncomfortable. I really want to end this relationship and move on with my life, but they lack the ability to support themselves. And a few times after fights, when I've brought up that it would be better for both of us if we separated, they simply said, but I have nowhere to go. And that's the end of the discussion. In the past, they've even made comments like, you'll never get rid of me, which makes me super resentful thinking about it. They know I care enough about them that I don't want to see them homeless, but I feel utterly trapped. Neither of us has any friends IRL, except one that we see occasionally, but they never leave the house. I constantly think how life would be so much easier if I only had to support myself. I don't see any future with this relationship. Their food stamps expired a few months ago and it feels like I had to pull teeth to get them to even agree to try to get them renewed again. But I was nervous even bringing it up because I was expecting a hostile reaction. They are from a different state and don't have any family they could go to stay with. Kicking them out and forcing them into homelessness seems cruel and I care too much about them to do it but sometimes it seems like they exploit that fact. I would love to help them build up and become able to support themselves, but it really feels they aren't even trying, and any efforts have to be done super gently, or it will devolve into a screaming match, and if things go too far, stuff will start getting thrown and broken. That's what happened to our TV. It's 4am and I'm laying in bed thinking about my life and future. I want to begin a new chapter in my life, but I feel stuck with them. As long as I'm taking care of two people, I feel like I'll be stuck in roach-infested poverty no matter how hard I work or try. I mean really, OP is choosing to continue in this situation. I feel like OP has to give them an ultimatum. If you want to be super generous, say like, okay, you have three months to figure this out. I'll even try to help you in whatever ways I can, but after three months, if you're not even like remotely trying to help support things here or support yourself, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to find a new place to stay. Otherwise, my question is, how long can OP continue to go on like that? And honestly, I think it's ridiculous to even try to invest that time and effort. Our next story is my 41 year old female parents didn't approve of my partner 44 year old male he left to salvage my parental relationships this is long and i apologize i did trim some fat we were together almost two and a half years it's been almost 10 months and i'm still not over it i'm 41 year old female so i know i'm at a big age to live as i please i met my ex-partner 44 year old male on a dating app in fall of 2020 and we finally met in person on New Year's Eve 2020, we were pretty much inseparable after that. When we did finally meet, we just clicked, unlike any other relationship I'd been in. He was all of the things, and he even matched me on an intellectual level. I didn't have to dumb it down for him like I've had to in the past. I could be myself, but he was also a felon, a juvenile offender of a violent crime. I connected with him after he was resentenced and released and on parole, Shortly after we met in person, I learned all the details of what he'd done. I later went to Google and confronted him to tell me everything and he did. From what he told me and from what I read in court documents I could understand and rationalize, not necessarily excuse, how his circumstances at the time landed him in the situation he was in. I was willing to judge him for the man in front of me and not the dumb teenager he was. When I met him, he'd already established himself. My guard was always up looking for any red flag or reason to leave him. He'd been away for 22 years. He was extremely supportive of me when I experienced some health issues, even trying to be more strict than the doctors. He said, you have to stay healthy because you can't die before I do. He was everything a partner should be, and believe it or not, it was the healthiest adult romantic relationship I've ever been in. I was happy in our love bubble. I didn't want to tell my parents about him, specifically my mother, because I knew she wouldn't accept him or understand, and I selfishly didn't want to ruin my bliss, and he was well aware he was a hard pill to swallow. I had mentioned him to my mother, but I only talked about him in general and without too much detail. In late 2021, I had started looking for a new job within the state and nationally. We discussed this real possibility of me moving and he told me he'd follow me anywhere and I believed him. He'd be off parole in fall 2022. Cut to spring 2022 when I'm offered a position in my home state where my family was. He was okay with us being long distance for a few months until he was free to join me and in the interim, I was only a couple of hours away to visit him every month. I had told my dad about him before I left for my new job. I told him he was a felon and the generalities of his crime. He came up to meet him and they chatted privately. My dad wasn't completely on board, but he trusted my judgment. I thought we were halfway there. Neither of them told me exactly what they discussed, but I do know my father never asked him in detail what he did, which seemed strange to me. Very shortly after he was off parole, he came to be with me in fall 2022. My father knew my parents are divorced but I hadn't told my mother he was now living with me, and I didn't tell her until she asked in December. I told her that he was a felon and what his general crime was. She was disappointed I hadn't told her, but at that point she seemed open to meeting him, and we would go over to her house for Christmas. Christmas came and she got sick. She had googled him. Two days later, my parents basically staged an intervention with me, urging me to dump him. Regardless of what I said, they weren't really budging. At the intervention, the approach they took was more out of concern and trying to understand and, we know you may need some time to make the right decision. I did not intend to leave him. I loved him, and I felt with time they'd see who he was, and they could eventually come around to at least tolerate him or respect my decision. But over the next few months, my mother made things extremely difficult. When I interacted with her, it was always tense and she'd always ask, why why him she doubled down and started manipulating me and making me feel like i was wrong like i was doing this to hurt her as if she had done something wrong in raising me claiming she sacrificed so much by never remarrying to protect my sister and i i'm sorry i didn't choose to be born that she had gone 35 plus years with no trouble from me and now this they made me feel like a naive child who couldn't think for themselves not the middle-aged woman that i am This was my life why couldn't they let me make my own decisions and respect it and trust that they had raised me with a good head on my shoulders and that i was a compassionate open-minded non-judgmental individual while i stood by my man i didn't strongly voice all of that time so perhaps they felt i was just being a defiant child and my father being this christian and using scripture against me when i'm sure i could have also found some bible verses to counter the hypocrisy of it all My partner didn't care that my parents didn't like him, however, he saw the emotional strain this rift was having on me and he had told me that he'd never wanted to come between me and my parents, as my time left with them is limited and he knows what it's like to not have those relationships. I felt time would change things. The weekend he decided to leave started off great, then Sunday I had a phone conversation with my mother and he'd overheard some of it in the next room. It was then that he decided to sacrifice our relationship to save mine and my mother's. It was the only way he could think to fix it. My initial feeling was relief, or maybe I was just numb. But then I was and still am heartbroken. It got so bad that I started therapy to cope as my emotions were affecting my work. I never ended a relationship when you both were still in love and in a good place is foreign to me. And I can't help but have anger and resentment toward my mother. I completely understand any hesitation or concerns she may have had as my parent. And admittedly, there are things I could have done differently in how I introduced him to my family. But the total lack of empathy, the manipulation and unwillingness to trust me and be open kills me. Even now, she says I made a bad decision, and at least you know what to look for in the next one. She just doesn't give a freak that I've been miserable and that she was a or the factor. How am I supposed to come back from that? I wouldn't say the door is completely closed with him. He still communicates with me, but he is seeing someone. While I hope the universe leads us back to one another, I'm trying really hard to not hold on to that hope. I've been working on handling the grief, not shutting down during difficult conversations or situations, asserting I'm an adult in control of my life, and not seeking approval and establishing boundaries with my mother." OP clarified in the comment that the crime was as a teenager, him and someone else were involved in a robbery and resulted in a death of a victim. So basically he went to jail for felony murder for 22 years. It's sad to hear how things ended up for OP, but at the same time, when you consider those circumstances, can you really blame the parents for feeling the way they felt? If you found out your kid was dating somebody who had gone to jail for over two decades for felony murder, would you not want for them to desperately find somebody else? Our next story is how to break up with a neighbor, 30s with school-aged children. Backstory, we moved three years ago to a small neighborhood. Overall, it's been good. We look out for each other lots of young families our closest neighbors the smiths had children similar age preschool age we got along well and the kids would play well but there was always a noticeable difference my child was born cautious quiet and calm the smith child exactly opposite fast forward till now children are seven i know parents brag but my child is smart has good emotional intelligence for their age spatial awareness manners listens the smith child exactly the opposite the kids no longer share interests the parents have shown themselves to be completely absent and mrs smith admitted herself they let the child run the neighborhood with minimal observation i could list a ton of examples but the biggest is the smith child has no awareness of danger a seven-year-old running aggressively towards an unknown dog having temper tantrums when they don't get their way or shoving open scissors into their mouth should not be happening in my opinion. No behavioral delays that I've been made aware of. I've already had a few conversations with the Smiths. I'm typically the one outside making sure the kids are safe. It's exhausting and I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to be held responsible if something bad happens, but I also want to enjoy my own yard. Everything comes back to, yeah, we'll talk to the child about it, or yeah, we need to make more of an effort. With warmer weather on its way, I have no idea how to address this. I would prefer we have little to no interaction with them, but I also don't want to be rude and criticize how they're raising their family. My child voiced that they don't feel they get along and would prefer not to play. How do I end the relationship? If anyone has advice, it would be greatly appreciated. Considering how close they are, I'm not sure if there's like an elegant solution that they're going to walk away from being, you know, all, oh, okay, that's understandable. I think if anything, the best thing is just not trying to explain why. Just saying that your kid is not available or your kid's not wanting to play. Maybe you're too busy that day or maybe you're too busy seemingly all the time. And just that should be that. Hopefully, in time, they would just kind of give up on asking. Our next story is, My 20-year-old female boyfriend, 24-year-old male, wanted me to gain weight. Now he wants me to lose it. Why? Basically, a few months ago, my boyfriend said that I was too skinny for him and he wanted me to have more curves. He loves my body the way it is, but if I were bigger and healthier, he would love them too, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure it backfired on my self-perception and willingness to have sex, but okay. I gained weight, I started eating more calories and more protein, I started exercising and lifting weights. I can definitely say that I have more curves, and he seemed very pleased with it. Today, I showed him my results on the scale, we both show each other to show how close we are to each other's goals, and the first thing he said was that losing 10% of fat would be good for me. What? Then he said I could start with 5% and see if I could see the muscles better. I suppose that he wanted me to be bigger, so why should I lose weight now? To be honest, I don't think I look like my body fat percentage in the sense of example photos on Google. If from the beginning he meant that he wanted me to look like that gym girls, why didn't he say that? Since we already had that unpleasant convo, then he gave me advice on what to do and what his girlfriend does to avoid fat as much as possible. I don't want to feel like a doll that can be changed, but I feel like I have to do it to please him. I don't really know why he changed his mind. Should I talk to him, cut down on fat, or just pretend his comment didn't exist? i mean in general the relationship does not sound very healthy and him saying oh i want you to do this oh actually you should change this about yourself i feel like that should have been taken as a major red flag and not something that op went okay yeah i'll try to do that for him even despite how unpleasant it made me feel and it was to experience i mean if anything you just rewarded that behavior by giving him exactly what he wanted this next story is, I'm 28 year old female, with my partner 28 year old male for 13 years, and we have nothing in common anymore, I'm trying to find a way to connect. We have a child, 10 together, and live together, I love him but we have nothing in common anymore. From political and world views, to general interests, to future goals, he wants to be an off-grid homesteader at some point. I have zero desire for that lifestyle, but this would be years away for him. I wanna make things work for our family. Our son will have a better life if we remain together. But I need to figure out some sort of common ground because our lack of shared interests is definitely beginning to grow resentment on both sides. And I'm not sure how to move forward. I'm open to any and all suggestions besides leaving each other. That is not an option on the table while our child is young. I know some won't agree, but you can agree to disagree. Couples counseling might be a good option, especially if things seem to be getting to a place where you are resenting each other. And even in a relationship, I think what matters most is how well you work together. Just on a personal level, do you just get along? I think I've heard of a number of relationships where they really don't have all that much in common, but they still thrive doing what they enjoy, and they still click really well when they're back together. Is it possible for you guys to try to figure out a rebuilding plan for this relationship? This next story is i 33 year old male keep getting sick after i visit my girlfriend 26 year old female just going to put this out there it's not sexual related because we don't hook up but i've noticed that whenever we spend a weekend together we often make out a lot i often leave with some type of sore throat or respiratory infection the first time this happened i just brushed it off as oh she must have been sick the second time it happened i blamed it on the presence of children It's happened a third time now, and I'm borderline suspicious. I obviously plan to confront her about this, but has anyone else experienced something like this? I've also noticed that she has bad breath, and in a casual conversation, I brought up the topic of dental health. She hates going to the dentist, and she brushes once a day, so that could be a part of the problem here, but I don't know. I mean, considering the second half of the story, I'm willing to bet that that's probably where it starts and ends, especially if she's not seemingly sick herself. I mean, I'm not trying to make it gross, but every time OP does that, they're basically ingesting all of that mouth bacteria she has, and if it's not very well taken care of, it's no surprise that, bam, all of that bacteria is hitting you right in the respiratory system that it's entering in. Beyond that, it could be something in her living situation, maybe she has mold somewhere.